0: America.
1: Start, Start listening, listening now. now.
0: Hey. Three-part harmony tonight, huh?
1: Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, no Danny this evening. Uh, we are recording some after-the-fact stuff because we have a very special episode, not in the uh, uh, 1980s TV show sense, but in the fact that it's very good and, and special. I made it weird. Danny's not here to make things funny, so uh, 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 I wonder what this button does. And welcome to another buttoned episode of Twelve Points from America, Eurovision podcast from America, the country where the poop has less COVID than before. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm disgusted. It's true, though. We and we, yet hopeful. Just, yeah, yeah, hopeful. Yeah, we just got a report. Uh, you know, they 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 test like the COVID numbers, and and a lot of the test results are from tests that were taken like a week ago, which is unfortunate because we don't. It means we kind of don't know what's going on like right now. But there is a more accurate report here in in Minnesota that that from like the the, the sewer water that they they test that for COVID because apparently the poop can have COVID. And it How, has, how do you,
0: how do you swab the nose of the poo water though? Like how how does that work?
1: Uh, the same where, where as you, otherwise where, you. you just very aggressively. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, the poo has less covid than it usually does, I guess, which is which is weird, but also an encouraging sign. So that's great. Uh, A speaking... reliable metric we have <laughs> at this yeah. point. Yay poo. Yeah. yeah, speaking of poo, Sam hit him with the socials. Hey, if
0: you like us think that, you know, we all poop and our collective poo has less covid. Uh, yeah, anyway, hit us up on social media. That's points USA on either Facebook or Twitter. Uh, email us directly at 12 points from America at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube as well or our Redbubble page if you want to buy some crazy, crazy merch. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Anyway, we don't really have a ton to say in this little framing device that we're using right now. We, however, are prepping for the next couple of crazy, crazy weeks that are gonna be facing us. Um, Over the next two months or so, give or take, we are gonna get an absolute cavalcade of national finals and, and craziness and announcements and all of that stuff. So in order for us to prep our brains for watching five foreign television shows at the same time on one little computer screen, we have decided to delve into the archives, the mental archives anyway and chat with our friend, both friend of the show and friend in real life, Ben Robertson, who you might know from uh, our sister podcast at uh, ESC Insight and also some other work as well. He was on site for one of the most legendary national finals, both musically and in terms of its, its political impact and its importance. He was there for the Latvia national final in 2014 and we had questions and he had answers. So we thought, why don't we
1: share that with you? Let's talk about it. Let's, uh, let's work through it. So we did. This yeah. was a lot of fun. Uh, he had uh, a lot to say about uh, a lot of things related to this final and uh, also about the, the means in which he traveled to Latvia, which is, well, you'll see. You'll just keep listening. You'll, you'll find out. You won't believe what happens next. Number three will astonish you. Uh, and so on. So doctors hate this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's stop faffing about here and, uh, and shall we shall we play the interview?
0: Yeah. Let's hear what Ben right. had to say.
1: Derek, what do you think? What? Should we play, oh, the, should interview? We play the interview? Yeah, 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 let's go for it. All right, cool. Here it All is. Right.
0: Hello there 12 points from America listeners. We are gathered around the virtual round table with absolute friend of the show and frankly personal friend Ben Robertson. We know him from ESC Insight. Uh, other people might know him from his involvement with uh, BetEurovision.com and all the associated media around that. Ben, so great to have you back
2: here. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, 12 Points America. Thank you for uh, asking me to be on.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, you were uh, you were actually a part of our first YouTube video, actually, our uh, our post-Melody Festival and live stream last year. I never knew that was your first. That was I our I feel first. honored. Mm-hmm. Nice. Most men do. Um but I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway. Eh. <laughs> anyway, tell us a little bit more about yourself. For the folks who hadn't seen the video, um, what was your what is your origin story with the Eurovision Song Contest? And then how does it lead to what you're doing now?
2: I don't come from a, a Eurovision family, so to speak. I don't remember watching the show beforehand, as you can probably hear here, despite living in Stockholm. I've got a northern British accent. So no, no influence from in family or anything like that. Obviously, UK and Eurovision is not as popular as it is over here in Sweden. Can we say? But um, I remember the first time really like being exposed to this as a Eurovision song was being in Spanish class in two thousand three, and we had some work with our teacher there to listen to and to translate "Dime." <laughs> D-May is a really, really good song. And I tell you, it stands a test of time as well.
0: Well, we saw that on the Eurovision 250 this year, the way mm. that it's been absolutely skyrocketing. That's very much a sort of evergreen, uh, whether natural or artificially inflated. We'll, we'll we'll, talk about that. I think we talked about that on Artificial. our last episode. But yes, it is a solid. It is a solid one.
2: And that was my first like, oh, this thing's kind of okay. Now, I was a boy, for better or worse, who... My school convinced my mum to let me have singing lessons, like, run through the council at the school. So I was doing that musically, and, but I, I wasn't necessarily into music at all as a teenager. Um, I was doing the musical theatre stuff, but I didn't have any musical theatre background from my family or anything like that. So I discovered this and I remember having the television from my bedroom at, like, a volume of one to, like, have the Eurovision Song Contest on in 2003. Um, so I did witness the Nilbois for the UK. Two thousand six was the year that I first really got into it. I say, um, heard a bit from national finals, checking beforehand. I really liked at the time. I hear your heart from vocal group Cosmos.
0: Oh, with the with the little robot Mary. Oh, I the like, ac-
2: boop,
0: boop, boop. Boop.
2: Yes, I, I did. I, I yeah, taste change thankfully. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I I was first getting into it then and then at university, met some like-minded friends, we set up a Durham University Eurovision Society.
0: Very cool. So we
2: had a Eurovision club and say we'd meet up about maybe once a fortnight, annual quiz, of course a big party. Um, We would dress up and go around the bars as old Eurovision acts. I think... The social I remember best was uh the blue social. After the UK announced blue, we had to go around the bars wearing blue and like blue face paint and everything, like Smurfs. Oh god. Uh we'd watch Melody Festival and other national fight. Like we, we, every two weeks we were doing something. We had a sit a karaoke contest, that kind of stuff. Um really good fun. Um and then I got a job after my teaching course in Stockholm, so where better place for a Eurovision fan to be and then from there I've been doing journalism work. I met Ewan at a Eurobash in the UK and like said I love your work can I get involved and I think my first article was a few thousand words on Leela Melody Festival and like that was my way in.
0: So when was your first uh your first press center on site?
2: First press center on site would have been Amsterdam 2012.
0: Oh for the, for for the free party. Oh for junior yes of course for junior
2: cunia yes wow. um and that was through OGE. um so i was that was accredited for the swedish fan club originally and then first eurovision on site would have been 2014 with an insights badge
0: with in new copenhagen yes okay, and that's where our stories intersect because that would that's where we first met
2: yes it would have been yeah. uh, i think in total i've done about a dozen or so Eurovisions and junior Eurovisions, and I was doing the maths on this um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I've been to 19 different national finals. Obviously, quite a few of them are Swedish, but I've done quite a few others as well. I think I I really enjoy the traveling to different countries for their national selection and all of the stuff that goes on around it. I think it's a fascinating way to travel and a great experience to be on site as well. Hopefully, you find some good stories.
0: Yeah, and honestly, we wanted to kind of delve into one of those one of those uh, love affairs, I guess. it's We're realizing as we're chatting it's sort of a multi-year thing, but um, I mean, how, how exactly, in your opinion, does the national final experience on site differ from the experience from being at the big show? Because you've got, obviously, quite a few from both sides.
2: Well, very much the national final thing is a TV show on the night. You just have that one day of things, and it can vary wildly, like... Um, for Finland this year, I'm, the world is not the place where it to be, but I know when they advertised with the music in Kilopailu in Turku, um, they were talking about, you know, there's got to be this after party, get a ticket at the same time to go to that. There'll be things in the shopping centers around. It's a big cultural thing around it. You travel to Moldova for a national final and you're in the tv studio at least it it was i went in 2014 to kiss now and after the show what they did was they kept people on the stage about 10 of them and had a one hour like question times talk show style about the whole moldovan national final process of course, all in the Moldovan language. And for some reason, they decided that they wanted to have Ewan Spence, our beloved Ewan Spence, sitting on that panel, not understanding a word of Moldovan to comment on anything. And we were all just hanging around thinking, well, this is interesting. Um, like, it, it's culturally different everywhere you go. All
0: right, so so we're gonna talk a little bit about a national final that the four of us on the podcast have realized has really aged well and has become a bit of an evergreen for so many reasons musically culturally for both the quality as well as the camp a little bit of everything and that is latvia's 2014 national final diesma 2014 you were there on site you you mentioned to us off camera that or not off camera off mic that it was a uh, it was your first Latvian national final is that right
2: my first Latvian national final yes it was
0: all right, so just doing a quick rundown of the final itself, not even not even the great stuff that was left behind in the semis, but we had songs like Revelation by Ralph Salens, formerly of PER, Marcus Riva, the ever-popular constant stalwart that is Marcus Riva with Lights On, Katrina "Today, Moment and Tomorrow, Dom's Pelle la Vestule, uh, Samantha Tina, can't have a national final from Latvia without mentioning Samantha Tina with Stay, Nico's here. I am again. My radiant you, going all the way. Olga and Ligo. Sally Riet. The debut of the incomparable Aminata Savadogo. I can breathe. Arzamnyaki with cake to bake. Eroschmitz Not that Ero but Eroschmitz <laughs> With, if I can get away.
1: I love you know, the Ero You know, with Aero Steven Stilers. With... <laughs> yeah.
0: And Katrine's Lupin's to with you are the king. reason. <laughs> <laughs> Those look like ladies, yes. Um, oh, I mean, twelve song, absolutely stacked. Ben, what are some of your memories, and and why did you decide to go to Latvia that year of all years, or was it just something that you always wanted to do?
2: I think, I mean, obviously, this is me first getting into the the Eurovision bubble, so to speak, and being involved with Insight. Um And I tell you, I I'm so blessed and grateful that I've done so much of Insight because when you have to do Eurovision news, like I was writing for ESC today when I was at university and you know, your pressure is on. If a press release comes out, you have to like turn over a news article about it. Insight. We we're aiming to do long form journalism. only so go travel somewhere, find something interesting and then write a piece about it. And this was, no. You know, culturally speaking, one of the most fascinating national finals to go to um, for all the things that happened on there. As you say, the list of names of that national final um, looks back now as a really, really strong contender list. I mean, you you hopped over Don's there. I believe in the week before, the song from Don's won, like, the Grammy of the Year equivalent, the Song of the Year. Hmm. It, it It was a done deal. So... The crazy thing about this, because I chose to go because I like we kinda of got it all set up for us. There's boats, again in normal times, that go across the Baltic Sea. And these cruises are infamous, okay? They are the best, like party time, I mean, in a bit of a naff kind of sense but it's a brilliant cultural experience i reckon if any of you ever come over here i fully recommend to do something like this you i'm aware
1: i have a uh, one of my one of my friends has a girlfriend who lives uh, on the Orland islands so she has oh her...
2: wow yes but <laughs> well, we would have stopped over in the Orland islands so... yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so these boats leave stockholm let's say five six seven o'clock at night You then travel over through the Stockholm archipelago. You Mm. leave the archipelago about 1 a.m. into the Baltic Sea. About 3 a.m., you stop at the Orland Islands, which are a Swedish-speaking part of Finland. And it's it's like, for tax reasons, not in the EU. So it means that the boat can be (laughs) duty-free. The boat goes there. Let's off like one person. Travels five minutes later, and you arrive in Riga. I think it was uh, about ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning. Wow! So I had this experience. I was singing um, "Hello from Mars," I believe, on the uh, oh. karaoke, which is interesting because um, Lauris was an interval act at this national final, and oh. we interviewed him. Oh. <laughs> um. And we get to Latvia, um, and the funny thing of this national final was it wasn't being held in Riga; it was being oh, held in a right town called Ventspils.
0: Ventspils, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: Now, Ventspils, I I believe that the local tourist board had bought the rights to host the final as like a PR thing to visit Ventspils, because Ventspils is on the coast; it's a bit of a summer town, but it was dead in February. <laughs> we so we got to see the rehearsal in the afternoon, but then in between the rehearsal and the actual show, trying to find somewhere to eat was uh, walking down dark streets trying to find somewhere. Um So it was it was definitely an adventure. You know, it's a small town of uh, maybe forty thousand people or something like that. Maybe you can have a look, but it's not very many people live there. Right, certainly not in the winter. We end up getting to bench fields, like in time for the rehearsal, see the show. We get to like, sit on the balcony and watch the show there. And then for the actual show itself, we, we're sitting at the very front row. And this is important. I, I was looking for it today. I couldn't find it. I've moved house since this happened. I've not seen it since, sadly. The first song comes on with Ralphs and Revelation. And now this is a cool song, but it's, it's an odd structure. It's like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then it gets frantic towards the final minute of it. And I noticed something was going on. So I could see being in the front row that Ralph's had this, like, bandage on his hand. And when you look closer, and you, this is quite, it's, like, it's a very good close-up of him in the live broadcast, there's a Ukrainian hand Painted on that mm. now. We had to check when we were there because we were kind of immune to what was going on. Obviously, Latvian press would be far hotter on what was happening in Ukraine, but this is you know in the midst of some of the biggest protests in the Maidan movement. Um, I, I maybe you can correct me a little bit on this, but I think. Was that the day when police had stormed in and broke up some protest? There was like it,
0: it was. I remember things were getting hot that day. I couldn't remember the specific event that happened, but I know that either protests or there was a major development in in the revolution kind of came to a head that day. And yeah, I remember. I remember that um, and seeing a number of acts.
2: There's four of them. Yeah. Yes. Um. One of the acts, like you know, muted a bit of their song and like all kinds of things. What Ralphs did. And we saw in the rehearsal, like, they, like, went to do this but didn't. But in the final minute, when it gets this really frantic speed, he switched language from English into Latvian. And, like, we could like, whoa, this is going intense. And then the cello that was on stage, which I'm guessing, you know, is it Valters, the, yeah, Valtus Valtus the Valtus. named act, smashed the cello. Pieces flew everywhere. One of those pieces hit me. That's what I was looking for. I have a piece of this cello that was smashed. Um, And we're in the front row of this national final. We didn't understand the Latvian, but we were like, you've just made some big statement on live national television. We start a standing ovation. Hmm. Like, well done you. We then get picked out, and uh, then let's actually, like, if you... I don't know how far like any YouTube clips go but the camera comes to me and you and giving a standing ovation. <laughs> we then turn around and there is nobody else standing up. And we're, and like, oh um like I I think they were just completely shell shocked.
0: Now, Eric, you did a yes. little bit of homework. You you knew that there was a, a switch, uh, and you were rewatching the clip of Revelation just a few mm-hmm. days ago. Uh, and you did a little bit of homework and was able to. You were able to get some sort of a translation of, yes. of Ralph's speech. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I've I have a, a a loose translation of exactly what he said during all of that. Uh, quick shout out uh, to uh, Anuta as is the. Uh, twitter name anyway uh friend of the show for for doing this uh and i I also double checked uh the day of that final in 2014 was the day that Yanukovych was removed from power
0: okay so a massive massive development yeah
1: yeah yeah. huge 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 change there and and so uh but this is what he said he said uh good evening latvia or should we be saying good night Uh uh-huh um how long are we going to believe in the phrase, everything is okay, if we know that it is pure lies? Those who don't understand English language, our song is about protest, fight against the system, political and artistic. And if we talk about art, then it's long been gone from Eurovision. We want to smash in doors of Europe and scream, take that. We are against your Eurovision standards, cliched songs and political voting. Because we have a voice, let's be united. Thank you.
0: Which is interesting. really
1: to-
2: bitter about losing the previous year wasn't he yeah he yeah because
0: per is here we go came in dead last the previous year (laughs) Uh, i i was always under the impression that it was a pro ukrainian solidarity speech i didn't realize uh, that it was about eurovision and the culture related to it
2: so yeah so i went to jump in a little bit because obviously there was the flag so there was that bit of ukrainian symbolism Mm -hmm. going on certainly i'm very happy that i gave a standing ovation for that what i checked after the show, because of all of these things that were different, one of the first things they asked the head of delegation was when did the jury vote? And I was told the jury watched the grand final and voted on it. The Uh jury put that performance with that cello smash with that change of language first. Yeah. Which is staggering. Would never happen in Sweden.
0: (laughs) And the, tele- much fun. and the televote seemed to have placed them eighth out of twelve, yeah, putting so them they... in fourth place overall, and just missing out on the three-song super final. Yes. Yes, by skin of their teeth, because they ended up tying with Samantha Tina, who came in third, but had a higher oh. uh, higher televote score. Oh my gosh! And that was and that was the first song in the running order.
2: Precisely. I. I it was my second foreign. I, I've been to the 2010 UK selection. Um, our university club got free tickets to go to that, um, and where I got to hear that sounds good to me three and a half times.
0: Oh, lucky you!
2: And I know. Yeah, because somebody forgot the words halfway through.
1: Oh, sweet. <laughs> uh, so, quick question: I, I, after the cello smash and the 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 rant uh, that that happened there, the jury-winning rant. Um, besides you and Ewan, what is the mood in the room at that point? Is it, is it a bit tense? Is it a bit confused? What's going on in the uh, in the studio after that happens?
2: As far as I remember, the show just went on. Um, and I remember, again, I was speaking to the head of delegation after the show about, because obviously there were other acts and, like, like, what do you do? And, like, I mean, Ralph's later on, um, like, when we were interviewing the acts, like, during the voting window he had a piece of paper with the name of the Ukrainian president and burnt it live on television. Um, So he was out there for making a political killing because Latvia is a really scared country. And I wonder what the media is like in Latvia right now because obviously there's lots of tension between Russia and Ukraine that's well documented in Western media. Latvia is a country similar to Ukraine in that it does have in the eastern section a significant russian-speaking population so i know latvia in that sense does like there is a nervousness towards this and perhaps some kind of you know sense of needing to feel like an ally to ukraine in this kind of you no know, russia as a big country neighboring it point of view so and the head of delegations went we're powerless to do anything we just have to let the show keep on going and Certainly if I look to what was next in Marcus Reaver, I don't remember anything like, no. If you know you get one thing from Marcus Reaver, you will get a very, like, he will come and he will do his show and he will perform it the same way he always performs it. He's very safe like that. He's Marcus Reaver's never going to deviate an inch from choreography. The mood. I don't remember the audience doing anything in particular for mood, but then... The mood was, I, as a actual contest, that we were going to see a pre- procession. We were going to see dons just walk to victory. Was there was no formality, yeah. Yes, there was no oh. alternative. Um, on the route to Latvia, uh, before the buffet and the wine, etc., um, we'd made a little um, we love cake sign in our <laughs> I, I was I was cheering on Cake to Bake from in fact this is one of the reasons why I actually went over to the Latvian selection. I heard in the long list for Latvia I had heard Cake to Bake and I went that's the one. That's the one I want to go. But it's nervous because it's no they're they're essentially buskers like how they even got into the song selection. I was at we did music in Kielpailu. um, Soft Engine one. And I remember checking the results of Latvia, like just praying that they got through. And it was interesting because the one thing you have with Cake to Bake and its structure is that you have, it's not a triple chorus, but you have a triple chorus, like it's like the same chords come through. You have the sep sep, 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 sep cook it in the middle. And in that little bit, half through the song, in the rehearsal, the audience started a very Swedish clap along. It's <laughs> like ah, oh, it's infectious. It's it's the people here are getting it. Um, but it wasn't expected to do well at all. It wasn't meant to be in contention. It wasn't meant to be anywhere near a superfinal. And yet,
0: and yet. <laughs> and yet, and
2: this is the this is the probably. And we could argue tonight's Norwegian semi-final, based on the odds and predictions, is one of these. But um, this is probably the biggest David and Goliath story I've seen in a national final. Certainly, I've seen in person.
1: Uh, I'll I'll note uh, just looking at the uh, the televote totals, uh, cake to bake beat uh, dons by ninety seven votes
0: in the super final. Yeah, in it, the
2: super final, it, it's worse than that. So they do something in the Latvian selection. So this is so. I mean, Don's won the Televote in the first round, and you go to the yeah. super final.
0: By, by um, it should be said, by 28 votes.
2: Yeah. 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 So, but the thing is, and I remember saying this to Ewan as soon as they were announcing the artist, because they announced them in order. So they announced Don's, they announced Samantha Tina, mm-hmm. and we're like, come on, come on, please, 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 please. They announce it, and then I realize they're last in the winning order. The the announcement order was the running order for the super final. Oh. And what they did in Latvia is that they show on the screen the televote totals not all the time, but they flash back to it between each song. They flash back, here are the televotes right now. And Don's was miles in front, and the gap slowly closed, slowly closed. Cake to bake performed for the final time, it closed again. Arzem Necki was about 200 votes behind with two minutes of voting left. It swung on the very last minute. That's incredible. That is... Oh.
1: <laughs> I take it they don't do that anymore.
2: Well, this is so... Uh, lots of things were made about Supernova because they switched to Supernova for the year after. Uh, and... Supernova at the time was seen as a big success. They had Aminata win it with um, Love Love Injected. Mm -hmm. Love Injected did very well at Eurovision. I think Love Injected did very well because Aminata's performance was strikingly fantastic and incredibly well staged. And other than that, other than Aminata's two entries, Supernova hasn't been a shining light. I mean, a lot of you haven't qualified since Aminata, is that right?
0: Oh, they qualified with, with Heartbeat.
2: They did, of course, yes. Well, that's after having... as well.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm um, trying to think. They don't think they've had. Yeah, I think yeah. Harpy was their last one. They came in last place with both Line and the Moon is Rising. Funny Girl came in twelfth uh, in its semi oh, in 2018. Oh, uh, And well, I mean, granted, we are we are highly biased towards Laura Risotto because she did spend some of her formative years living here in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and then Carousel uh, that night hmm.
2: in 2019. Nice so
0: yeah, one. it's been a, it's been a few years since we've seen Latvia.
1: Which is a shame.
2: <laughs> yeah, the idea that Supernova has been a savior for Latvia. Is, no, it's it, it. was Aminata who was the savior for Latvia. Uh,
1: so, speaking of Aminata, I'm curious about what your thoughts were on her in 2014. This that was her first appearance at the at the national final, and I rem- I rewatched everything yesterday, and, and and was especially interested to see what what her performance was like. And it's really easy to say this. Now, with the benefit of hindsight and, and having heard Love Injected and her song this year and so on. But I, I remember watching her performance from 2014 and thinking she's a star. She's excellent. And this is not her song like this. This does not seem like the, the vehicle for her. And then lo and behold, the, the next year uh, it worked out differently. What, what was your reaction to it uh, on the on the day?
2: no it felt very much in that sense like um it looked like it was like dressing up at being a pop star and the difference of love injected is that you have the relationship between the artist and the song and the character that the artist naturally portrays all coming into one it felt now that's performance of Aminata was i've i've got this pop song i'm gonna try and be this pop star but it wasn't her the pop star mm. um i i lots of successful eurovision as i always see it isn't just about the song it's about the marriage of the song to the artist um and we talk a lot about authenticity especially the last year um like the songs that did well we've we've mentioned about an authenticity to them and that's that's coming through stronger and stronger that people are looking for. Things to be authentic. That's capturing this generation of people who are voting in the song contest. Um, that's what Aminata's entries beyond twenty fourteen had, rather than this one, in terms of you know having that marriage to the artist.
0: Now, talking about uh, talking about Aminata, uh, she was, of course, the author. Of the last two songs for the incomparable Samantha Tina who we of course saw in the 2014 national final stay and coming in third place a very respectable third place at that point she had already done quite a few Latvia national finals I I think she started in 2012 I want to say was there was there a sense of did you notice any sort of palpable sense of hunger for this coming at that stage or was that still kind of in development that you saw growing as you attended national finals
2: in 2015 and 16. No, we we, we knew about Samantha Tina in that sense, um, but we certainly the kind of the desire, so to speak, was didn't seem unusual and not in this field. You know, if you're talking about people like Marcus Reaver as well, who are involved here, mm. then there's some. Um, you know, it's and it's also I guess in twenty fourteen, you know, I mean, we spend so much time in Sweden, it's not unusual. I'm mean, you know, who won Melody Festival in that year? In fourteen? Oh, it
0: was of
2: course, Sana. Sana, Nilsson, it was yes. Sana, yeah. So I so I I'm used to hearing um, you know, famous singers who want to go to Eurovision so much come and sing a overproduced little ballad and try <laughs> and come through. I mean stay, stay is a, you know is of the more well at least at the time the more bonkers samantha variety of course that's been knocked at the park with recent entries but oh um, god yeah uh yeah i mean tell you what being on the front row of a samantha performance you hear it (laughs) you
1: don't say
0: now before we kind of move on this this is something that we realized kind of didn't happen in 2014 i thought that it did but it came in as you started Attending in 2015 and 2016, we can't talk about Ziesma or its successor Supernova without bringing up the 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 myth, the legend, the icon, the 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 dearly beloved and dearly missed uh, demigod that is the Riga Beaver. Tell us, I have, tell, tell I
1: have, us, I have, I have you've been in the beca. presence. Ooh. I'm very excited too because I'm. Still unfamiliar with what the Riga Beaver is. What?
2: Okay, so what We've, the Riga Beaver is. We have failed
1: you. exposed. will have not yes. had it exposed. Yeah.
0: We'll, 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 well, you know what? This is one of the things we're going to have to do as a video. So stay tuned for that. We'll we'll make this oh, yeah. video at some point. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. What they did in 2015, they brought back Supernova. It was held in the TV studio one, like the big Long Island in the middle of the Daugava river in Riga and they had these long pre-recorded bits they had long advert breaks etc and what they did was they had done the web stream on so that all the international fans had watched it but the web stream cut to a camera at the back of the tv studio for when it was advert breaks which lasted about five minutes So all Eurovision fans could see watching Heat 1 of Supernova was a guy dressed in a beaver costume come out to the front and do some random gestures to the audience. And then this whole Riga beaver thing was trending. We're just watching, like, what is going on? It's an advert break for the Latvians, so Latvians don't have a clue about this. This is a complete, like, Eurovision fan Twitter moment. And clearly they've realised what's going on, so then they my cup the beaver eventually even like put the cameras on the beaver properly uh the beaver starts speaking some things in english etc um they still use that camera so i remember when i went there i had this um it wasn't we love cake in 2015 it was a we love beaver sign um so i was holding that up to that camera at the back of the room excellent um and yeah, it just became you know ad break beaver became a bit of a cult classic. So this beauty, Sam, of working for Insight, was you know twenty fifteen national final. I'm an artist song was great, but it's not like it's something that's like an Insight two thousand word piece about that song. Yeah, fair. and not in, not at that point in time. And there wasn't anything else in the national final. So yeah, it was agreed that my article from twenty fifteen Supernova will be about the Riga Beaver. So I I actually got to meet the Riga Beaver on the, it was a Sunday night. In fact, 2015, oh, this is, you'll be so jealous of this. 2015, what it was, I took the boat leaving Stockholm on the Friday night via Mariham to Tallinn. Mm. Saturday night in Tallinn, Stig and Alina win Esti Lowell, we're there. Oh. Sunday, after Sunday what, 10 o'clock take the bus from Tallinn, four hours to Riga Sunday night supernova final.
0: And we just have to thank whoever was in charge of scheduling for making <laughs> yes. that possible. Like, yeah, that's,
1: that's really nice of them. That's great.
2: That's, we need more of that. Yeah. It's a shame that you don't have a uh, National finals for the American Song Contest. Could you do an epic road trip? Couldn't you?
0: Oh, I mean, well, you keep forgetting. I mean, Minneapolis to to Chicago—that's still a seven-hour drive. It looks close <laughs> on <laughs> the map, but it's, it's, it's inconceivable it's
1: how sh- much ground we would have to cover.
0: That's a schlep. And if you drive <laughs> if seven hours in the other direction,
1: like twenty hours.
0: Yeah, dude, it's. It,
1: how far to Guam? Oh, I don't God. swim very fast, so. <laughs> So oh,
2: on the, I, I managed to arrange, um, I forget, how, I'd have to go through my emails and find out who I had to contact, like somebody from the city of Riga, because the Riga beaver, like the beaver is the symbol of Riga. I don't know if it's like a council mascot or if it's like a shopping centre or something, but there's, like the beaver is a thing. It's not like they created it for Supernova. It's an actual thing in Riga, the guy in the Riga beaver costume.
1: Well, I, I may have a thing about this, um, and I was wondering why the Riga beaver was no longer showing up at these things, and I think I may have found out why. Uh, you were correct. The beaver is just sort of an abundant creature in Riga, it appears. That's uh, sort of like cats in Istanbul. They have beavers. Uh, but this article uh, from 2018, I, I'm just going to read some of this because it's insane. Uh, just bear with me. Uh, again this is from march 2018 this is around the time they discontinued the riga beaver uh it says the riga city council will spend 12,000 euro to feed monitor and prevent beavers from felling their trees this year
2: yes there's a lot of um trees that i have like metal bars around them in riga to stop beavers getting in to Mm -hmm. cut them yes
1: yeah. Uh, Riga previously spent about 5,000 euro each year to feed the beavers. Animals evidently were not satisfied with such a paltry level of payment and still felled the trees to show who was in charge. To prevent this, the city installed metal fences around the trees, but this merely served to provoke the timber-obsessed mammals to vandalize the city's wooden benches in response. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is
0: this like the new version of the Australian Emu War? It's like the Latvian beaver battle? Like this I, is. I guess.
1: Yeah. This is... This is the best part. In true Cosa Nostra style... A single beaver family consisting of four individuals dominates the Riga Canal, which passes the Freedom Monument and other landmarks. It is the city's oldest moat that once protected the medieval interior from invaders and now provides them with the ability to poke their heads up and cause trouble across a wide swath of, capital, of the capital, then slip away undetected. By the time the feds show up, they are invariably sitting innocently on the bank, nibbling on twigs and giving each other alibis.
0: Would this make them the Castor Nostra? Oh,
1: God. I... Uh,
0: All right, I could die happy now. That might be the best pun I've
1: ever made. That was very good. Thank well, you. We should end on that. <laughs> ben, get out of here. It also notes, as as yet, there have been no reports of beavers attacking humans in Riga. Yet. Yet.
0: It, uh, it should also be noted that the guy who was... I mean, I, I'm sorry to, to, to... You know, children, cover your ears. The guy in the Riga beaver costume ended up trying to represent Latvia... At, at Supernova a few years later. So he obviously couldn't be in two places at the same time. Um, so I- oh, They I, paid I,
1: him I, off. They
0: never met. But I do miss, I, I miss the Riga Beaver so bad. I understand why it's not a thing anymore. Life moves on, time moves forward. It is it is what it is. But I I, I I miss the Riga Beaver quite badly. I have him on a t-shirt that I wear sometimes. Like for my annual Eurovision parties, I have my Riga Beaver t-shirt that I bust out. It confuses the hell out of everybody who sees it. but. For those who know, they know. But Ben, thank you so so much for chatting with us. We are so grateful for you for taking some time out from your uh, from your from your calendar, especially because your son is just celebrating a birthday and it's family time. So we really really appreciate you carving out some time with us. Shout out to Nevis., uh, but yeah, I, we will we will meet up again and hopefully we'll do so at uh, at least for some of us. In uh, in Turin, we hope. If not, over the over the internet, it's some in some way, shape, or form.
2: I tell you what. Whenever whenever we all do meet up again, I I am so looking forward to that time and it's all whatever normality we have. There's so many years of songs that need a Euro Club.
0: Oh my God, we have like to we've, make never, for- we've
2: not had Chicholina at a Euro Club. Oh, oh
0: my God, you're right.
2: Oh boy.
0: All right, I'm it's breaking out my PVC whenever- as we speak. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, whenever that happens, it is
0: it is on. Yeah. It is on. Break out the Sakus, break out whatever, you know. I guess it'll be the Peronis if we're in Turin or wherever we're I
2: I've I've done I've danced at Chitolina because Melfest 2020 went ahead with a full audience. And Denmark had no audience. That was the very start of it all.
0: Oh, of course.
2: In fact, I, I was reading back an article um that I did in 2020, and it reads really awkwardly now because um, <laughs> I was commenting how the front pages of the Swedish tabloids at the in the end of February were discussing a really large, heavy flu outbreak amongst the SVT staff.
0: Oh God! And reading
2: that back now, I'm like, oh my goodness! Oh no!
0: Oh no! <laughs> the things that we see with hindsight, yes. and the things that we look forward to in the future.
1: If it makes you feel any better, uh, I <laughs> distinctly recall referring to COVID nineteen uh, during like our first show of March twenty twenty as uh, I believe what I said was the hip new virus that's sweeping the nation. Ooh. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I wasn't wrong, but also, yeah, Eric, you idiot.
0: It's <sighs> all right. It's all right. Anyway. Thank you, Ben, again. Really appreciate it. We will we will chat more with you soon, of course. Uh, again, ESCinsight.com, BetYourRevision.com if you want more information. Ben, thank you so much. Taksumika. Uh oh
2: Vashagor.
0: Yeah.
1: Hedo. Hedo. And there you have it. Thanks again to Ben for doing spending a whole bunch of time with us. We may actually have some additional stuff from him uh, that you might see in a later episode or video or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah speaking of video make sure you do give us a follow on youtube we're going to be doing more react videos and other other video content hopefully as we get the lead up to turin which is less than four months away now
0: oh my, it. oh my god oh uh, my god oh my god it's happening y'all
1: a hundred days from when we can actually be in turin for this mm-hmm.
0: oh my goodness oh my i gotta
1: get i gotta buy a plane or, or tickets <laughs> what a, one of one of the two for sure not I, a televangelist no, that's true. I'm not.
0: I mean, I guess if enough people buy our Redbubble merch, maybe. Buy a kind private of.
1: jet. The 12 points from America Jet. <laughs> it's a tax rate. That's writer. right. <laughs> yeah. So, so go to our Redbubble so we can finally get the 12 points from America Jet that we've always wanted and that you know that we deserve.
0: I mean, so. what would that be like? We, we would be able to, to reach that if people buy like, what, three million shirts? give or take no,
1: probably more. I'm sure the taxes yeah. on the jet. <laughs> look, if iron maiden can have a jet, we can have a jet. All right. That's that's all I'm saying.
0: Dream big y'all dream big.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, again, if you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out to us on social media. Uh, if you have suggestions on what our jet should look like, what, what, what do you envision the 12 points from America jet to be decked out in? Um, let us know what your thoughts uh, follow us on social media, 12 points. Uh, One, two points USA on either Facebook or Twitter. 12 points from America at gmail.com if you want to hit us up directly. Again, find us on YouTube. Find us on Redbubble. We're we're branching out, y'all. Anyway, until next time, folks, I've been Samantha.
1: I've been Derek. And I've been Eric. In
0: America. Stop
1: Stop listening 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 now. 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 It's, ah. it's, it's got, like, a Biskebi costume on the plane. On and the then plane? The, 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 the big tail fin with, like, the logo on it is just a photo of Uku day. <laughs> That's the 12 points from America Jet. And for some reason, it exclusively serves Mr. Pib on board. It's cheaper that way. I know. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah.